Welcome everyone, you are tuning in to Engaging Walk. My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. We believe in the power of walking together and talking together. Just about access to this week, we will discuss the concept of work-life balance in the relationship. And how you and your significant other can take the time to make deep connections. So this week, we did our walk in Pacific Beach, California. It was a nice one. It's pretty much like one of the beaches in yes. San Diego area. And a lot of very famous one for surfers to come and surf. Yeah, so this week we're going to dive right into the content about having maintaining that work-life balance in your relationship. So pretty much what we're talking about is on how do you deal with your responsibilities at work and how do you deal with your responsibilities at home? Because on one hand, you can't just have your responsibilities at home because you can get fired or you can have serious consequences at work that impact your, your home life. And then vice versa, you can't have too much of your responsibilities at work because if they're all there and not at home, then your home life is going to suffer. And no one wants that. So how do you maintain the balance? Mm -hmm. There's uh, one of the principles that we have at our household, which is the principle of establishing healthy boundaries in the workplace. And that's really important to continuously make sure that your employers and your supervisors understand that you're where your boundaries are in terms of your workload, managing your responsibilities at work, and taking ownership of the roles at the workplace. So, so how do you do that in your at, at your work? So in my work, I work in as a full disclaimer or disclosure. I work in the military. I'm active duty, so I can't get fired, but I can have other serious consequences that are are really not fun, and in some cases, worse is worse than getting fired. So. A lot of times you can't just say no to an order, but you can circle around them and make sure that you're being valued and that people understand and respect your boundaries in the workplace. So if they tell me something along the lines of like, hey, so-and-so is not living up to their expectations or this thing is due and they haven't done it, it's now on you. You need to do it. And let's say that you have, this is going to cause you to stay home, stay at work late. And you're like, hey, you know what? I can't do that today. Uh, me and my wife had plans, or me and my kids had plans, and this is going to interfere with that. I'd be happy to do it, but not today. It's going to have to be a tomorrow thing or the next day, because if you're bringing this on me, then you're going to have to meet me halfway. And the more you do that, and the more that you don't just give your yes away, or you have at least, at the very least, conversations with the with your supervisor about or you know, or your employer about like why are these things happening, mm-hmm. and how, in giving them tools or working with them to give them tools to help mitigate them, and training your teammates so that they don't, you know, fall by the wayside all the time, then you can help mitigate those things. And just the main thing is just don't always just give your yes away. You know, I'm not saying don't do your job or don't uh, volunteer and do extra things. But do them within reason and then always make sure that you're checking in with your with your loved ones at home to see like, hey, is too much of my time and my energy being expended at work. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing is when you make sure that you're coming home, that you're coming home with energy, that you're not coming home completely drained, completely dead, and that you're venting and you're upset because of the way the things are going at work. 
a couple of good helpful tips would be maybe stop at the gym. You know, it might be late, but 45 minutes at the gym might make you feel better. Or spending 15 minutes in the car before you come into the house might make you feel better and just kind of unwinding before you get get home. Or just limit the amount of time that you rant. You come home, you're like, hey, babe, I got these things I want to get off my chest. These are some things that happened at work that really annoyed me. Can I, can I um, use your ears for f- five, ten minutes and tell you what's on my mind? And then, mm-hmm. hey, and then afterwards, make sure you check in and be like, hey, how was your day? What did you do? So it's not all about the negative things that happened at work so that your spouse isn't wondering like, oh, who's this person that came home? You know, we got trash to take out. We got the dog to walk. We got dinner to cook, laundry to do. And we just spent an hour and a half talking about why uh, some reports that I don't even know about are not done on time. Yeah. I think um, asking good connecting questions is also like you mentioned, like, hi, hey, how are you? And how was your day? And as for me, it's it's um, because we established a culture at at home. So when we hearing that, we understand that, oh, I have been talking too much about myself and I forgot to check in with the other person. And and right now my focus is not at work. But at home and it, the person in front of me is with just my spouse. And that is my focus to to know how they are feeling right now and what was what have they done um, throughout the date. Um, and like, like Drake mentions, like don't just dump things on your spouse. Uh, and sometimes, you know, like you just feel like here they are, you you're waiting for them for that moment to come home and, you know, embrace them. And you just feel like, oh, you just got dumped on <laughs> a lot of things and complaints. And and sometimes, you know, I, I caught myself doing that without noticing it. And then, um, and then I realized, oh, actually, I have been complaining and, you know, because it's kind of makes sense because your spouse is some is your best friend and there's something that you know internal thoughts that you have throughout the day and here this is the person that uh, you feel safe enough and you feel like I can share anything with them but then we we forgot that uh, that a human too and they also have things that going on throughout the life uh, throughout the day. So um, be be aware of that. And for me, so you can come up with something um, with your spouse. But for us, um, Drake will ask me, so tell me more about your day if, you know, if he just see me or have me listen to me to just on one topic. Then I realize, oh, okay, uh, I will back up and back out and, 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 and share more about the all the things that happen. Or sometimes uh, I think one of the questions that we ask each other, so what are you thankful for? So we start a conversation with positive uh, instead of, you know, complaining. Um, and also refreshing our, you know, our mind with things that, you know, all good things that are happening around us. And like Drake mentions, I think it's a very great idea that, you know, um, sharing feel feeling um your job at at work with your spouse because you know they may not have full picture like i am not an active service member so i don't know all the things that he have to do at work 
I do know a little bit. You know, I'm still learning. But before getting to you know dating relationship or even marriage, I when I when I knew him, like okay, this is a service member. That means there's certain things that I'm not allowed to to understand, or I'm not allowed to not to know about it, and it is fine, and I have to be okay with that. Um, so, they agree to understand each other, and I think it's you know is is that the person you know is is my job to bring my information at work to Drake, and 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 so that he have an understanding. So. Um, Yeah, I think that that as will be you know awesome, and I I love um, you know coming home and repair because sometimes for me if you know I feel stressful and I'm not ready, I will just hit the gym to release all the energy out and you know unwind my thought during those crunches and um, or just take a walk, just take a walk um at the park for like five ten minutes and then refresh and then. Come home and ready to, you know, see your spouse. Is there anything else that you might want to share? Yeah, I think it helps if you bridge if you're bridging that gap of understanding of what your spouse does at work. So yeah, so there, maybe there's certain things that you can't get into, like confidentiality things. Like if you're talking about, you know, for example, with Ruby students, she's not going to tell me like their names or anything mm-hmm. specific. She can just be like, hey, I've got a student that is, you know, acting up or they're. You know, they're not really fun to deal with. And this is what kind of like what their behavior has been like. And then, explicit, you know, same thing with me. I can't get into too many specifics, you know, or at least with the, with the uh, for the benefit of just like confidentiality that like Ruby might know some of my coworkers. I'm not going to tell her like which person it is, but this person and I had like, you know, an argument or something like that. So, but helping them understand like maybe some of like and getting through like the jargon so that you're not talking to them about like the, the specifics of like your like your reports or like things that like you would just discuss with a coworker but you're letting them know like this is what I do this is what happened at my work day in general and this is how I feel about it and or, so, yeah and sometimes we you know like the points that we're not sharing this because we want to uh, gosh gossip but we just the things that Because I feel safe with Drake, and I know that I I can hear some input. Like, am I? My feeling is, you know, or my response is, is correct, or you know, appropriate. You know, it just the bouncing off. That's just how we grow with each other. Like we bounce off ideas and thoughts. So, um, and he's a safe place for me to share. But um, yeah, because I would say that before marriage. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have much of a concept of like separating work from from life. Like if there was something that actually needed to be done, I was typically happy to do it. Mm-hmm. I was single. I didn't really have anything other going on other than like going home and like playing guitar or doing, you know, just like personal things that don't really take up that much time. But once you have a family, once you have people that you're responsible for other than just yourself, then their time has to also be taken into consideration. And that's only right for your coworkers and for your supervisors and managers to also take that into consideration. Hey, this person has a family or well, like I'm not going to try to keep them too late or I'm not going to put too many things on them because they have this going on. 
And then your your people aren't going to know that unless you make that known to them. Hey, I've got a family at home. I'm happy to do X, Y, and Z, but I'm not going to do so-and-so's work for them. So let's work together on how they can be built up to do it so that all of this isn't being fallen um, on me. Uh, that's just some of the like some of the helpful things that um, I've learned over the over um, the last like uh, year or so to, and have implemented in my, in my in my life and mm-hmm. it's definitely worked. I see just overall people at work handling things that I own, I handled exclusively mm-hmm. and now they're handling it or they're at least able to handle it with a group of people and that's that's a good thing because they also need to be trained. Yeah. Um, and I think as for me, because I don't, you know, again, don't deal with military because as a military, you are part of the family. You you work like like Drake mentioned, they don't get fired. It's just their, their work description look a little bit different or the kind of freedom at work look a little bit different. But in the civilian world, that, that that's what they call it or just me uh, in that world, we, we do got fired and then we do have very clear job description. So um, by, by having like established healthy boundary at work means that I work really hard um, in the given up time with these job description that I, they, they entrusted me to do it. And and then after and only after I finish my job with those things are expectation, then I can go more and beyond. Now, if I'm doing the work and um, and I'm still not finishing, uh, you know, the, the whatever roles that I am playing at that job, then they throw it extra. Now, my job is to protect that. Like, hey, I would love to do that, but if I finish this first, because this is my top priority. So showing people priority, and that is one of the great ways that you can, you know, establish a boundary. Boundary is something for me to understand is that to help us to protect things that on our, our shoulder and to perform as our best. Um, and then also um, just to learn from me because I'm very passionate person at work, like I'm all in. So um, when I worked, um, I think I was like early 20s, um, I got, you know, burnt out and um, even like it affect my health. And I didn't understand that because I was stressed and I'm overworked myself. Um, so I was in the hospital and, you know, even though my heart was fine, but I couldn't, you know, take a deep breath in and my, my coworker, which is the one that worked above me and she pulled me over and said like, Ruby, you need to learn how to switch off and switch on with work. Because if you carry that work home, then it's not just only affect you, but also your family. And I think that's one th- another thing that you know on on my experience with um, balance work life in the relationship is that I'm when I'm home I have to be present with 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 Drake um, and um, to switch off the work. Not that I ignore my or neglect my my role. Of course, I have to be responsible for 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 
I'm a teacher, so I have to be responsible for the class for the next day, make sure everything's done, but it's not interfere with the things that we have at home or, you know, ignoring Drake's needs, you know. Do you see anything else that you want to share? Yeah, last thing I'd say is um, when we work really hard, a lot, all of us work hard. If you listen to this podcast, I'm sure that you work very hard at your job. And you might be even listening to this podcast at work, just kind of hearing some voices to do your work. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I work really hard. I, I get to the weekend. I got some fun things I want to do. I get to my evenings. I got things that I, got, I want to do. I have other responsibilities. It, we're, we're, we're there. But one thing that I learned in my life, and maybe you know, you guys might have already learned this. If you did, that's kudos to you. But I learned this from my dad. Because I remember one time this struck me. I, was, I remember one time my dad said that he got back from vacation. And he was like, I feel like I need a vacation from my vacation. Because he went traveling somewhere with his family. And they were like, let's say he had like two or three weeks of vacation time. And they were gone like the whole two or three weeks. And then he got back. And then he had to just get right back into the swing of working again. Mm-hmm. And if you work really hard and you grind... And then you go on vacation for that amount of time and then boom, you just get right back into work that you're going to get burnt out or you're, it's just, it's not, it might make the idea of going to travel for vacations, not a, an appealing idea. If, it's if like that make backfire. any sense. Yeah. It might backfire. So you might just be like, you know what? I'll take a vacation, but I'm just going to stay home. There's nothing wrong with that. But my suggestion would be, that you go on vacations, you go out, let's say you got two, three weeks of it worth of vacation. Let's say you have two weeks. Maybe you only go on vacation to somewhere for like a week and like two days. So that you got three, four, maybe even five days back home. To recover from traveling. To recover to, from traveling. You get your laundry put away. Your laundry's done. You get the house back in order. And then you spend a day, in, you know, you'd spend a day sleeping in. Because if you're traveling, you're not sleeping in. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, you're getting up at five, at five six to oh, to make it make to take uh, to have better use of the amount of time that you're spending at this place mm-hmm. and the daylight there. So you sleep in for a day or two. You know, you you get some coffee. You get your Starbucks. You get whatever it is that makes you feel recharged. Mm-hmm. That makes you feel like you know what I'm going to get ready to go back to work. And now you've got that buffer in between when you went on vacation and when you're back at work. To feel like, you know what, that was fun. I feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. I did a lot. I feel productive. And I feel relaxed. So that's one thing that I that I learned was I stopped, you know, back in my 20s, I would do that. I would go on a vacation too. And then the night that I flew in, the next morning I'd have to go back to work. That's not, that's not a, in my opinion, that's not a, a good way to handle a vacation. Because you're just going to feel stressed. You're just going to feel like... You know, <laughs> like you didn't go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, so that your life will be out of balance. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not going to be helpful for your family. Yeah, it's not going to be helpful for your work-life balance at home too because, you know, the whole point of going on vacation is to go somewhere, to, ha- to have fun with your family. Mm-hmm. And if it's not fun or if, it's, or if it feels like work when the whole objective is to take a break from work, then it kind of defeats the purpose. And that's one little tip that I have on 
you know, maintaining that work-life balance with your family um, with your vacation time. And one more thing that, um, you know, before we jump to the next part, I would love to share on, um, on our family. So we have family things to do during the week. Um, so that, you know, like sometimes we come home, okay, fine. We, we I drop off. I, I, I turn off my working mode, but then most of the time, you know, we just watch TV, eat dinners and then that's it. But there's no connection time. So we went through that period and I was like, Hey, I think we need to, you know, invest a little bit in our relationship. So we, we have activities throughout the week. Um, even like laundry day, we just, you know, spend, sometimes we spend time at the, the laundry or we talk when we fold the clothes. So that's also like time to, to catch up, to, to connect and, and to be present with each other, or we can have like a date night out, or we have, uh, what else do we have on, on, on Wednesday? Oh yeah. We, we have Bible study together. We read the Bibles together and yeah, so, prayer and worship time too. Doing this podcast, yeah. Uh, training the dog. Sometimes <laughs> yes. we just kind of like just like hang out with her now. Uh, we just kind of like observe her, you know, play with her, make sure that she's having fun. Mm-hmm. Go take her out on a long walk, take her on play dates, things like that. So yeah, create something you know um, throughout the the week. Also help you know, your relationship state to stay present, to stay engaged, um, or take walks, like evening walks and, you know, just share and things that you, you have in your mind and take an engaging walk. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that, that's those are the ideas that we think that will keep our work life with family life balanced. Yeah. And with that, we'll give you this week's assignment. This is something that I think it would actually be really challenging. So what we were thinking is that this week you could sit down with your loved one and discuss your goals for work-life balance in your relationship. Mm-hmm. What are, so for example, what are some things that are getting in the way at work from having quality time at home? Oh, that's a good one. And are these things negotiables or non-negotiables? So let's give an example. A negotiable would be like, I have this extra duty or I have this extra, you know, responsibility that's optional and it's taking up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's taking up a lot of energy. I don't need to do it, but it would make me in line for a promotion or make me in line to make more money for us. And if it's a thing like a non-negotiable it would be like traffic or your commute, mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah, that takes time. Yeah. And there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. Maybe just get up earlier. Or to avoid traffic or, you know, these are things that you can discuss to be like, okay, are, are these things that we can actually move or things that are just permanent, negotiable and non-negotiable? What are you trying to say? Just make sure that you understand where it's coming from because he traveled to Coronado Island and then there's a lot of traffic, heavy traffic. So why he men- mentions that non-negotiable is that he feels stressed out uh, even before he, 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 he he's at work because he, he had to f- hit traffic and it drained him. And then also coming home is also draining to, um, you know, to go through the traffic again. So he, because of that, he may be, that may affect our conversations at home. And, but then there's no way for him to remove the traffic time because that's non-negotiable. So yeah. that's just where I'm coming from. 
yeah, those are things that like you like. Oh, that, those are things that we just have to deal with. So once you've categorized them and you've ca- and you've discovered or you've ne- uh, negotiated the things that are getting in the way of a better work life balance, and you've categorized them into negotiables and non negotiables. If they are negotiable, see how they can be removed or mitigated. And then if they're non negotiable, like traffic, see how they can be min- mitigated, like going to work earlier and not having to deal with the traffic. And then you should, if, if that is your problem, then you should the one that bring the solutions, right? Right, yeah. Otherwise, it's just complaining and nobody likes that. Yeah. So, once Or maybe I come up something and then you say, oh, it's not, you know. What is that? What's the word that you always say? Feasible. Feasible, yeah. It's not feasible. And then, so I think that would be better if, if someone, if I bringing up, you know, the thought, then I should have the solutions behind it, you know, to back it up. And then once you've discussed all these things and you've categorized them, how much time would you like to discuss? Th- you know, you, you definitely also want to think about like how much time would you like to discuss things at work? You know, maybe your spouse's work is super interesting. And you're like, you know what? I want to hear that, that about that for like 30 minutes. I actually I'm pretty much uh, I I'm pretty interested in at your work. <laughs> so it's like, hey, thirty minutes. You come home. I want to hear all about your day. I want to hear any everything. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? I don't really care. You're a mailman, or you're you know I'm not saying mailmans aren't interesting. Mailman's but I get that. I, I get the idea. You walk around and you put mail in. You know, it could it could be anything. You know, you could be a rocket scientist, and you're like, you know what? I get it. You put rockets up into space. I don't really need to know the whole picture. You know, whatever it is that your spouse does, if you're super interested, you know, you can just talk about that. Like, hey, five minutes after that, I kind of really don't want to know anymore, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, just come up with a, a timeline of like, how much can I expect you to listen to me complain or vent about work? Because venting is very helpful and there's no, there's no, there's, there's no safer person to do that with them with your spouse. But also let them know first, like, hey. Hey babe, I need to vent out. Can you can you just be a listener for like 10 minutes? Yeah, the whole idea is you want to be respectful of your spouse's time. They're not they're not your therapist and they're I'm not that's trash. You're your trash, you know, trash bin. Yeah, they're not your trash bin. They're they're your your spouse or yeah. your or your significant other if you're dating. And you you just want to make sure that their time is respected and and that you're also, che- like we said mentioned before, that you're checking in with them. Mm-hmm. So and once you've discussed all these things, you've figured out which ones are non-negotiable and which ones are negotiable. Uh, you also just want to come up with uh, some cues. So like, hey, you know what? If you, you might, this might not work every single time. So if your husband or your wife is like, you know, going into like they're well past their 12 minute mark. And they're now like going into half an hour and you're like, hey, babe, uh, so my day was pretty sweet. I did lots of cool stuff, unlike you, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. some kind of cue that says like, hey, ask me about my day or check in with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 very good because um, people can, you know, go on the ramp and just just let them know, hey, Thank you for sharing. Um, I was just wondering if you're interested in my day. And that will give them a hint. Because, um, again, you know, come up with, with that so that when you share that, they understand, you know, it's a courage to them. Oh, okay. I need to back out. 
um, so for us, we also have a, you know our cue, and when we say that, we know like instantly, we know. Oh, okay, I have been staring way too much. So it's a it's a long assignment, but this is a this is a really big topic. It's a really important topic that doesn't go away or doesn't uh, exist for this this problem exists or this uh, issue is going to exist for most people. Most people are going to have this issue of like, how do you maintain work and how do you maintain your life? People deal with that on their personal life or just them. But let alone once you have other people in your in your world that you are you are responsible for. So definitely take that time and have this conversation. Figure out some things that are going to work for you, and then figure out a way forward to to have these conversations in the future on on the on a daily basis or whenever you need. Like we've mentioned, like that time to bend. Yeah. All right, well, with that, we would like to thank you for tuning in. We hope that you can take our engaging walk and make it your own. And stay tuned for the next week's episode when we discuss family norms and roles. Yep, another very, very important topic. So with that, don't forget to click the follow button and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we have our uh, website, engagingwalk.com. And thank you so much for those that were listening to us and subscribe to us. And thank you for spending time with us. We're grateful for that. This is Drake and Ruby with Engaging Walk, and we are checking out.